0: Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, February 18th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Apple says the coronavirus will hit iPhone sales this quarter. Jeff Bezos pledges $10 billion to fight climate change as Amazon faces criticism over its own environmental record. And the collapse of a startup called Laundrap has taken its big-name investors to the cleaners. Plus, Mark Zuckerberg was in Brussels yesterday, presenting Facebook's latest vision of how online content should be regulated. But the EU isn't quite buying it. I'm Amy Keene, and here's the news you need to start your day. The disruption from the deadly coronavirus on the world's supply chains has claimed The iPhone. Apple warned yesterday that the manufacturing upheaval in China will cause its revenues to fall short in the current quarter. The iPhone maker said it had assumed work would return to normal in China after the New Year holiday that ended on February 10th, but instead it was experiencing a slower return to normal conditions than it had anticipated, meaning the supply of iPhones will be, quote, temporarily constrained. Apple operates within a just-in-time supply chain, which relies on hundreds of different component providers and manufacturers all over the world. One source told the FT that it is so finely tuned that this glitch, or delay, has caught the company off guard. Apple also said that store closures within China would hit sales, and stores that were open were operating at reduced hours and with very low customer traffic. Despite all of this, the company did say that it expected that things would return to business as usual soon. Now to a pledge from Jeff Bezos. Yesterday, the Amazon founder announced a $10 billion fund to help fight climate change. The world's richest man said he would start issuing grants this summer to support scientists, activists, and NGOs working to preserve the environment. But the announcement, which was made in an Instagram post, follows pressure from Amazon employees, who have called on the e-commerce group to take stronger action on climate change. Last month, hundreds of Amazon staff signed a letter attacking the company's progress on reducing its own carbon footprint. And while the company is investing in lowering its delivery footprint, it's buying electric delivery vehicles to be used a few years from now, Amazon's last-mile deliveries are, at present, mostly made using diesel vans. A spokeswoman for the group called Amazon Employees for Climate Justice applauded the move from Mr. Bezos, but added, quote, One hand cannot give what the other is taking away. And a startup touted as the Uber of dry cleaning collapsed into administration on Friday, taking its high-profile investors to the cleaners. Laundrap, which was founded in 2014, provided on-demand laundry and dry cleaning services. It operated in London, Edinburgh, and Birmingham before expanding elsewhere in the U.K., More than 15 million pounds was pumped into the company during successive funding rounds, but it ran into cash flow trouble. And when its investors declined to put up more capital, it was forced into administration. Among the notable names backing the now-failed app, Michael Spencer, the successful City of London entrepreneur, he told the FT on Monday that the loss had been a, quote, nasty sting. But, he added, that's entrepreneurship. And here's a story you should know more about. Mark Zuckerberg toured Brussels yesterday, meeting with senior EU officials over the way online content and his social network should be regulated. The FT's Javier Espinosa has more.
1: So Mark Zuckerberg's visit is very important because Facebook so far is the only of the big U.S. tech giants, the only company that has escaped any antitrust competition, formal investigations with the EU. At the same time, Facebook, it's high on the agenda of regulators because, as we all know, it's a platform where people can publish anything they want to say, and that leads to some individuals publishing harmful or illegal content online. So he, he was here to discuss all these issues with the different commissioners. And and he came with a message of, please, regulators, and and a message of saying, we'll have some re- responsibility, some liability on the content online, but not on all of it, which is when it gets interesting.
0: Yeah, let's get into those specific messages on, on regulation. What did Facebook put out yesterday?
1: Facebook published this uh, white paper, which is essentially its latest ideas or regulation. And the company was arguing that it should not be treated like a, a platform that has to have a lot of liability and a lot of responsibility because it won't, it will seriously curtail the impact of freedom of expression and that it isn't, it's wrong. And he also said in the, in the paper, intensely that the concept of a market power wasn't even included, which is an irony considering how huge Facebook is.
0: So not necessarily a new position. How was this received in Brussels?
1: Well, it's very interesting because most of these uh, commissioners keep uh, meetings in private. It's all behind doors. It's all very secretive. But there is this one commissioner, Terry Breton, the French commissioner overseeing the data strategy, who came out really strongly criticizing Facebook and saying, hang on, you're being too low in terms of the liabilities that you want to assume as a platform. But Breton said that it's not enough, that they need to do more.
0: Now, Mark Zuckerberg's visit comes at a time that EU officials are working to overhaul the rules that govern the Internet. What can we expect next?
1: Oh, yes, of course. So this is the rules. Essentially, is called the Digital Services Act, which is essentially a piece of legislation that is looking to review the rules of the Internet that the EU set up in 2000. And and the issue with is that with that is is twenty years ago, uh, a lot of the platforms that today are ruling our lives that we rely on for essentially everything were not around or were they were in their infancy. So the regulators here are just updating the rules and see what needs to be done w- when it comes to add transparency or the liability that platforms should have when it comes to content being published on on their platform. So it's quite a big piece of legislation, but one that has been long overdue. In fact, it's not the first time that the EU tries to rewrite these rules, and they have set themselves this ambitious target of having some sort of legislation by the end of this year.
0: You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. culture call the financial times transatlantic culture podcast is back for season two join us that's me Griselda damari brown in london and me lila raptopoulos in new york we'll be getting together to interview the people breaking new ground in culture we're also making sense of the trends shaping life in the 2020s and we'll bring you behind the scenes of the ft's award-winning life and arts journalism In our first episode, we chat to Marriage stories Noah Bomback. So hit that subscribe button and let's discuss our way through the most exciting cultural moments of 2020 together. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move.